Welcome to the new Toronto. This is a, a 2,000 square foot, two bedroom and den uh, suite that we've got listed for $2,100,000. Real estate uh, agent Kevin McCarthy shows me Museum House, one of Toronto's many new luxury towers. Every suite has direct elevator access. Um, and you step out your front door and there are world-class uh, dining and shopping and theater, art. There's everything here. Good living, if you can afford it. The penthouse goes for a cool $12 million. Amy and Chris Poole are looking for something a little more modest. They've been on the home hunt since October. They're currently living in a small rental with their two-year-old daughter. Most of their possessions are in storage. I mean, this is not our furniture. This is a furnished executive rental. I mean, this is, we want our stuff. We want to unpack, you know, our belongings. We want our home. Like, we want to plant our feet. Like, it's just Amy and Chris have lost out on four offers and backed out of three others. They say competition at open houses is so intense that they've seen things get physical. The listing agent's backed into the corner by the fireplace and someone's sitting there being quite loud saying, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to make sure we get this property. Whatever it takes... 120, 130% over asking, I'll do it, just to try to intimidate everyone else. That was actually the last open house we went to, because you, you just walk through everyone sizing each other up, giving each other bad looks. And then you said, I'm not doing open house anymore. <laughs> yeah, Toronto prices are being driven by a perfect mix. Record low interest rates, lack of inventory, and a stable Canadian economy. Chris says he's just not willing to pay above a certain amount for a three-bedroom place. He and Amy get uncomfortable when I ask how high they're willing to go. It's over a million, but it's not too much over. That's a lot of money, and Chris is worried that he's potentially investing in a bubble that could go pop. Home prices in Toronto have appreciated about 85% over the past decade. The market took a short, moderate dip in 2008, but has marched steadily northward since then. I asked a few economists and real estate insiders where they see home prices heading in the next few years. There's no consensus. My forecast is this year probably price growth of 2 or 3%. 2013 probably a price decline of about 4%. We're penciled in around 25% price decline. We just don't know. That was Craig Alexander with TD Bank, David Madani with Capital Economics, and Phil Soper of Royal LePage Services. The 25% decline forecast is a rough estimate over several years. But that's the big fear in Toronto, and even more so in high-flying Vancouver. Is Canadian real estate at risk of an American-style collapse? Phil Soper says no. He says Toronto today is not like the U.S. a few years ago. The rate of price appreciation is much less than, than you see in the United States or in countries uh, such as Ireland that had uh, real busts. The Irish situation, for example, from trough to peak, four times as great a price appreciation as we see in Canada today. Soper says the rise in home prices in big Canadian cities like Toronto has been slow and steady. Toronto is the tortoise that's moved ahead of the hare. And now, real estate in Greater Toronto is suddenly more expensive than Metro San Francisco or the New York area. Craig Alexander with TD Bank doesn't see an American-style meltdown here either. He says the U.S. housing collapse largely happened because of problems within the American banking system. At the peak of the U.S. housing bubble, uh, about 40% of all mortgages being originated were subprime loans. In other words, high-risk, high-leverage loans. Well, in the Canadian context, the mortgages are all income-tested. The subprime market is probably about 3% of the total market. We aren't seeing a lot of high-risk lending going on. 
I suggested to Alexander that this was shaping into a far less sexy story than I envisioned. Sorry, in Canada, it's, 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 it's boring. <laughs> but not so boring to David Madani with Capital Economics. We use the word bubble. We're not afraid to use that word. He sees a lot of common factors between what happened in the U.S. in the 2000s and Canada today. We see the run-up in household debt, which is now almost just as high as it was in the United States. We see the same run-up in the home ownership rate, just like what we saw in the United States. And then finally, of course, we're always also seeing the overbuilding and the new home construction. And particularly, this is particularly true in the condo market in cities like Toronto, Toronto is putting up the most high-rise buildings, that's anything from 12 to 39 floors, of any city in North America. Amy and Chris Poole, the young couple looking to buy a place, are well aware of all the construction in Toronto. We can, standing from our balcony there, we can see 14 cranes. Uh, You did that calculation, right? Chris uh, has heard the warnings that Toronto is building too much too fast. But he also knows the longer he waits to buy... So you have that one side of the argument, and then you have the other side where I'm like, maybe we're behind what London, what New York, what San Francisco is all about. Maybe this is sustainable, and maybe this is the way things are going to be for a while. It's hard to tell. Most economists do agree that real estate values in Toronto will almost certainly be higher in 20 years. So for a young couple looking to invest for the long term, there's really no bad time to buy. That is, if there's something they can afford to buy. For The World, I'm Jason Margolis, Toronto.